started here on Jackson Share Sports Radio. Uh, I'm more than fortunate to be joined by Don Bosco Prep lacrosse attackman and Princeton lacrosse commit Mark Marino. Mark, you're six foot one, 190 pounds, and a junior, going to be a senior uh, at Don Bosco Prep. And Mark, this season, you finished with 23 goals and 22 assists, which is unbelievable. Great stats. So before we get deeper into the show, just want to welcome you to Jackson Share Sports Radio. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. Of course, man. So my first question is, Mark, how did you first get into lacrosse? You know, how did you, was there a moment or a specific time that you got into lacrosse? No, yeah. Uh, back when I was about first grade, my, I live in Mawa, Mawa, New Jersey. So yeah. there's a bunch of club or little clinics that uh, were run by the high schoolers and they would hand out free sticks. I remember those things. They would, didn't even have any pockets on them. And then they kind of just every Saturday morning, uh, from then on, it was like first, second, third, and then the fourth grade, we went to all pads. Um, I think a big inspiration for me was my neighbor, uh, John Wright, who actually went to Bosco as well, played there. Um, he was kind of like the, the star for me. He actually got me into club lacrosse to take it more seriously. I first started off playing with Brotherhood, but uh, it was just me and him in his backyard. Always just, he was a defender, so he'd always beat up on me because he was two years older than me. But I think that's really uh, where I started and got my love for lacrosse was just in the backyard with him and doing those Mawa clinics and just kind of growing up with that uh, atmosphere. I didn't, my, my dad never played lacrosse. My mom never played lacrosse. Um, I didn't really know what it was until I kind of got there. A bunch of my friends did play lacrosse um, yeah. at Mawa. And I think that's probably where it started. So he was that mentor. He was, he was that guy, you know, that helped you through, the childhood yeah. struggles, yeah. you know, and coming through and then uh, making it through with lacrosse. So he was that mentor. Yeah, I think he gave me like that confidence booster I needed because before like the recruiting process, when I was like a freshman, um, I, I knew I was like, like my skills were starting to increase, but he was kind of just like, dude, you're going to do something pretty good one day. And I was kind of like, like I, I, I like to think of myself, I, I feel like I undersell myself sometimes, but um but I was just like, really, I don't like, you know, and he was always that, that big brother kind of thing that pushed me to become my better self and always, uh, you know, making sure I'm doing the right thing and stuff looking out for me. So, yeah. Right, right. That, that's great. And that's, you know, that helped you get to the point where you are today, which is great um, in terms mm-hmm. of skill and everything. So uh, I would like to know, what do you think your best skill as a lacrosse player is? Uh, my best skill? Probably dodging. Right. Um, I'm, I'd say I'm pretty fast and pretty shifty. And I've kind of like studied different Dodgers throughout the day. So I've looked at uh, Pat Spencer. I've looked at Jared Bernhardt. And I've looked at Michael Sowers. And all of those three different builds are very different. Um, and I think I'm like trying to, because I'm not obviously Michael Sowers really small, super shifty. Pat Spencer is a little bigger, more uh, using his body. So I kind of like try to combine the two. Yeah. Um, and I think I've tried to work on foot speed a lot more because I'm a decent shooter, but it's definitely not my best attribute. I think that in the beginning, I was just kind of more uh, comfortable running around people. Yeah. And then obviously can't do that anymore. So I was like, okay, I got to step up my dodging. So I worked on that a lot more. Are you saying like dodging from X or from the wings or? Yeah. Anyway, I'm more comfortable dodging from X. Uh, I've gotten used to that a lot over high school, but on the wing, pretty much, I mean, anywhere really i just like to put my opponents on edge 
Right, right, right. So, you know, I'm actually a huge Maryland fan as well. My parents both played in Maryland. So I, I love Jared Bernhardt, definitely. He's he's great. Yeah, he's great. He's an athletic freak. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Jumping over the crease, stuff like that. He's mm-hmm. he's something else. So uh, what's one word that describes you as a lacrosse player? Hmm. That's a good question. I think uh, I think I'm a yes man. I mean, that's not like one word, but uh, whatever my coach kind of tells me what to do, I'm always going to be there to do it. I'm a team player. I um, just want to do whatever's best for the team. If my coach would tell me to go play this spot in this certain play or do this certain thing, I'll do it. Uh, I think I'm pretty hardworking, especially in the off season with uh, Bosco's pretty grueling workouts. Uh, we put in a lot of work that not many people see at all. So it's just kind of having being able to work your hardest in the off season and in practice to when it comes game time is probably one of the easier things you do that week. Definitely. So you said you just said something about workouts. Take me through those off season, preseason workouts. You know, what are you guys doing behind the scenes? Because that's, I mean, that's yeah. insane. Yeah. So starting in about probably like late September. Yeah. Uh, we're in the gym at Bosco three days a week. Um, and at that time, it's just pretty much uh, putting on as much weight as possible, putting as much muscle as possible. And that's that's pretty that's the fun parts there, even though they're hard workouts. Um, once we start to get closer to the season, like say around January, February is where we start the running and the more mm. cardio workouts, um, especially up at the track. It's it's not fun. I'll, uh, wow. I'll give you an example of one of the workouts. Uh, one of the times we had to run, uh, this was, this was in one workout we did, you sprint half lap around the track, then you jog the other one. And we did that eight for eight laps. And then we ran uh, with kettlebells over our heads for another couple laps. And then we finished with like 50 burpees. I didn't think that many burpees were possible. And it's just kind of like you're just groaning through it. But yeah, the off season is pretty grueling. Coach Gorman puts us through. Uh, I think he's CrossFit certified or something like that. So he has some some nifty uh, exercises up his sleeve that wow. he likes to destroy us with. Dude, yeah, that's it, us, it definitely gets us ready for the season. Definitely, dude. That's un- that's freaking unbelievable. Oh my god. Yeah. Eight laps doing that? I don't know about that. That's that's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. So tell me a little bit about what it was like winning the state championship last year. You know, I mean, it was, it must be pretty sick. I mean, we'll get into the stuff this year. Definitely want to talk about that, but what was this experience like? Yeah, I think it was pretty surreal. I mean, coming into, I didn't have a freshman season because of COVID. So coming in as a sophomore, um, I kind of didn't in the beginning, I didn't really understand we were going to be that good. Um, but we kind of just steamrolled through everyone. And it was, it was kind of something at the time that I didn't, that I kind of took for granted. I was just like, we're good. And then uh, now looking back on it, I realized how special that team was, but winning the state championship was, it was just another checklist off of our uh, to-do list really. Cause in the beginning of the season, we kind of started off with looking at games because it, it was during COVID. So we lost the month. So we kind of had like three, two, three games every week. So it was kind of like a mini season per se. So we're like, all right, these next three games, we're just going to focus on what we have to do for each one and win and win and win. And it was kind of like another step in the ladder, I guess you could say. And then one counties. um, And then I feel like at that point, we knew we were going to win it all. There's not really any other team that was going to stop us. Winning states 
was definitely probably our hardest game of the year uh, with Bell Barton. Uh, we were down at the half, and then something, I guess, just switched on after coming out of that locker room, and we uh, took it to the house. I mean, we, we always knew we were going to do it, but we always had that chip on our shoulder. Like, we're not going to take any crap from anyone, so we're just going to pummel you. Love that. I mean, you guys are just pumping yeah. through teams left and right. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Steamrolling them. And like you said, you know, taking that team for granted a little bit. I think I took my team last year actually for granted too. Yeah, you, you don't know until it's a little later. It comes back to bite you. Definitely comes back to bite yeah. you. So shifting to this year now, my parents, like I said, both played at Maryland. You know, my mom played at McDonough. My dad played at Boys Latin. I'm interested to know what it was like playing Gilman lacrosse this year for Maryland. Yeah, it was uh, playing. This is my first time playing a high school from Maryland. I think it was the first time I think high school team from Maryland has come up to Bosco. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, nowadays we have the art of film. So we studied them pretty, pretty well. Um, coming into the game, we were pretty confident what we were, gonna, we, were, we were capable of. We had our matchup set up. And I think it was a, probably a little more challenging for them because coming up to New Jersey, we got to play by New Jersey rules, no shot clock. Uh, can't go and tank, crease dive, stuff like that. So I think maybe they were out of their comfort zone a little bit. Um, but it was definitely, it was a really fun game. And it was it was one of the more fun games of the year because it was super, super exciting the entire time. Uh, we were going back and forth with goals. Their goalie was pretty insane. I think he's committed to UVA. Um, so I had a hard time there. But yeah, it was, a, and it was definitely one of the, because losing that first game kind of put a, uh, it was the kind of the medicine we needed, though, to get back on track. But winning against Gilman was proving that we were kind of back to, to what we were normally capable of doing. Definitely. And, you know, it was a close game throughout, like you said, very entertaining. And winning by one, I mean, very slim yeah. margin. Yeah. But they, they were obviously good, and their goalie, insane, like you said, committed to UVA. So that's great. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you know, an unfortunate end to the season, you know, with a loss to the semifinal to Del Barton. But 11, you know, 11 to 3. Going 14-2 especially is not, not easy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to give you guys a lot of credit. It's not – it ain't easy. Definitely not. And especially with the division you're in with BC, you know, you got a bunch of other teams that are coming to, coming for your throat. Uh, so what – with that being said, what can the team improve on? You, you know, what do you think the team and you can improve on to get back to that championship status and level? Yeah, I think uh... – Especially from the first year of going undefeated and winning this, uh, the TOC, we came back next year, uh, well, this year, and we kind of thought we were un unstoppable. And reality kind of hit us when we lost that first game. And it kind of put us, put us in a mindset like we can't really take anything for granted. And then especially losing that uh, the semifinal game to Del Bar, and I think we're going to come back next year even hungrier uh, because I know that loss left a lot of – uh, what's the word? A lot. It was just a lot of anger, and I mean, we don't. We didn't think we should have lost. I don't think we should have lost. I think it was just a bad game. Um, didn't have the ball much, couldn't score, and uh, I mean, Dublin's a very disciplined team. Credit to them. They did very well at keeping the ball at their end and shooting when they needed to, and uh, pretty much possessing the ball like the entire game. We didn't really have anything, but I think coming back next year, we're gonna be even hungrier. Um, there's a lot of, even though probably the best senior class in Don Bosco Prep Lacrosse history is leaving next year, I'm confident in our underclassmen that we're going to be taking over their roles. 
And uh, I think we're going to be a good disciplined team next year. Definitely be a very disciplined team next year. So, and I don't, I, I know all pretty much all the juniors in our league and I think we are better as a team now. So I think we'll be coming back next year, hungrier and a little more fire under our ass, I guess you could say. Definitely. I, I could see that. I see you guys are going to be hungry next year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm interested. What is up with Mountain Lakes, dude? What are they feeding them over there? 21 and one. I mean, are you kidding? You guys smoked them, you know, 12 to six. That that was easy. Steamrolled them. I mean, what's up with that? They're all of a sudden turning it on, you know, in the uh, tam- champions of tournament, whatever it is. I think it's tournament of champions. I mean, champions, yeah. yeah, that is like unbelievable. They're on that next level. So what's up with them? What are they feeding them? Yeah. So I don't mountain lakes. Um, they have a rather, or especially for states, they have a rather easy division. I think there's like their 13th year in a row, uh, winning their states. And I think it comes down to mountain, mountain lakes is a very, very disciplined team. They coach very well. They're very, um, whistle, uh, like right up the whistle ball players though. They'll, they'll come back to bite you in the ass. I remember there was one time where, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm getting these scores, right? Bosco was up. This was like two, three years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Bosco was up like four, one going to the half and then mountain lakes just after every whistle, one face off, kept going and they get the ball right on the sidelines, keep scoring. And they're just like tied four, four at the half. They're that kind of team. So you need to be able to coach your team. Uh, coach Coleman's very good at this. In order to beat Mountain Lakes, you have to be just as disciplined as them. And you can't make as many mistakes as you normally would. Mountain Lakes is a very, very good team at feeding off your mistakes. You drop a pass, they'll go in transition and score. So I think not many other teams have played Mountain Lakes enough to understand how to beat them. Um, I mean, they're playing well right now. I mean, they just who they just beat? St. Augustine? Or, am I, or is that Rumson Fairhaven? They play them today. They play Rumson Fairhaven today. Yeah, they play. Oh, they play. Yeah, I know. I play them there. I was talking about semifinal game. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think Mountain Lakes is as good as a team as they uh, are right now. I mean, they've granted they've won all their games, but I think they're. Uh, I mean, we beat them pretty good. Except you guys, like exactly that, that guy. But uh, we know how to beat them. That's. I think that's what it comes down to. Definitely. I mean, you guys were the only team to beat them so far this season. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that happens today. But with that being said, you know, Mark, you were recognized as a four-star recruit by Riot Lacrosse. I, I saw you posted that a couple of years ago. Uh, I was just scrolling through the highlights. How does that feel to be a four-star and now committed to Princeton? Uh, I think it all happened very fast. Yeah. Um, I, I think like coming – like, in, in my opinion, I don't think I'm a very flashy player. Uh, I think I just get things done on the field. So to be recognized as a four-star is pretty cool because I'm not like that guy who's like throwing out the, all those highlight plays. Um, but it's just nice to be recognized, see my hard work that's been put into it. I think that uh, my going into junior year, that summer was pretty, pretty important. Uh, it was a grueling summer going through but to a bunch of showcases and uh, emailing coaches during those times when they couldn't email back. And I think it was just, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty cool feeling to be a four-star, but it doesn't really mean anything. It's just it's just a ranking, so you got to keep working. You can't just, like, stop after your name four-star, you know? That doesn't really end. I'm still in high school, so still got to be putting in that work. Of course, man. So wh- I'm interested to know what schools 
uh, you know, did you have a chance to play in their program? You know, what schools offered you to play in their program besides Princeton? And was Princeton your like gut? You know, was that did that was that your gut? Did you say Princeton right from the gut, or you know, do you think another school before that? Yeah, actually, Princeton kind of came into the game late. Um, my recruiting process was was pretty was pretty cool. It was very very uh, hectic. Starting in July, um, I was offered by Army. And and I was talking to Air Force and Navy as well. And I don't think the the academy route is very different, very different lifestyle. I don't think it was for me, but I was. It was cool to. It wasn't necessary. I wouldn't say like a practice, but it was good to feel like because then you can contact be contacted by them in July. So it was kind of that period before August first where I had experiences with coaches, experience texting, calling. And I mean, they were all great guys. I loved uh, the guys at West Point. Um, but I, I, after August, or well, sorry, September 1st, September 1st was pretty hectic. Uh, I had calls from a bunch of schools, texts. Um, ultimately, what I finalized the list. I think I, I visited Cornell, Yale, uh, Michigan, Harvard. Um, I was supposed to go to visits to Hopkins, Dartmouth and yeah, or not yeah, Brown. And then I kind of finalized it down to with my offers I had uh Yale, uh Yale, Michigan, Harvard, Cornell, and then my top two. It was coming out, it was a really hectic week. So I went to see, I really wanted to see Princeton. Um I thought that it was it was uh I've been there before. I liked what their coaches preached. Um, I liked that it was close to home. So I wanted to see them because I was between Yale and Cornell and I, I didn't want to make a decision between them because I feel like if I made one, I'd be missing out on the other. So I wanted to go see Princeton, see what it was all about. And at the time when I went, I actually told them straight up, if you guys, like I loved it so much. I was like, yes, that's not for me. I would take it. And I think at that time uh, they had offers out to kids in like since like September 1st and the kids were holding on to them. I was, I think it was a bunch of top players, but I don't think they're going to go to Princeton. Um, I think one ended up going to Duke or something like that, but it was super, super stressful. Cause I didn't want to, I, I liked Cornell a lot. I liked Yale a lot, but, and I like, I love Michigan a lot and Harvard, but it was kind of down to Cornell and Yale. And then I went to see Princeton and I kind of just fell in love with it. Um, but they didn't have an offer. So it was super hectic about like waiting out mm. because I mean, no waiting out. Uh, it was like this week where I, I kind of wanted to make a decision by Friday or else I feared that uh, some other schools would drop my offers, which I don't think they would have, but it's definitely a fear. And then they start questioning why you're waiting. So it was kind of a, a mix of all that, but I, I really loved Princeton because when I went there, I was the guys that were touring me around were kind of like, similar to similar guys like me. Um, I really love the atmosphere. The campus is beautiful. Um, yeah. Not that I would choose a school specifically because of coaches, because coaches move all the time, but I love the coaching staff. Uh, Chris S. Lanian is actually one of the assistant coaches. He's a uh, good friends of uh, my neighbor, John Wright, who I was talking to in the beginning. They actually grew up uh, neighbors together before he moved to Mawa. But I was just, drawn to to Princeton and I I uh I knew one of my friends at the uh one of my friends still now 
but my friend Rob Simone was also looking at Princeton. Um, and we were kind of like figuring out together, like our recruiting process at the same time. He actually ended up going to uh, West Point. He's the best photo I've ever seen, but me and him were both looking at Princeton. And I think we just both realized that it was a great, it was a great fit. Um, yeah. And then I got the offer. This is before I was at, uh, just about to go to a Bosco Bergen football game, actually. And I got the call uh, from Coach Madelon with the offer, and it was just such a relief off my shoulders because I was just, it was the most stressful week, the most stressful week ever. And uh, yeah, and that, that's, that's what happened. Um, wow. I chose Princeton because it just felt right. Sometimes you get that gut feeling. And I didn't know from the beginning. I had a call with Princeton uh, September 1st. It was great, but then from then on, I, was, I wasn't really sure where anything was going with any of the schools. I was just kind of like going with the flow um, and seeing what my best options were because I, I had not seen like any of the colleges before, so I was just kind of going in with like a, a blank slate, I guess you could say, and it was whoever. Because sometimes it was hard because I saw Cornell and Yale, and I both liked them very much, and but I just didn't have that feeling like if I chose one of them, I would have regretted not going to the other. And I feel like if I chose one of them, it would have worked out obviously, but I didn't have that gut feeling with any of them until I went to Princeton. I was like, this is the one. And some of the coaches understand uh, when I called them to tell them I was committed to Princeton and I, they told, they asked why, like they're curious why. And I said, it was that gut feeling. And they're like, yeah, understandable. You can't really explain it. You just kind of have that feeling inside that, you know, you want to go there. Wow. That, that is really hectic. I'm just going to say that mm -hmm. was, that's a huge hectic, you know, process. And, you know, that's what my show does. You know, I'm seeing high school students recruiting process, going to college. Uh, so that definitely is, that makes one of the stories for sure. Um, mm -hmm. So in terms of, you know, going to Princeton, how, how hype is it that they just made the semifinal, you know, in college, in college lacrosse and you're going there. I mean, that's, that's freaking awesome, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I was I, uh, coming out of the season. Uh, obviously the Ivy didn't play the past two years. So it was, I was really curious uh, to see how all the teams were going to do. I mean, I, when I went to visit the schools, I got to watch some of their practices and all the they just looked so unbelievable. They're all so crisp, so clean. What'd you say? Yeah, unbelievable. They're, they're, yeah. They're all unbelievable. And I was curious to see coming out playing against uh, like all the NCAA teams. Um, and all like the ACC guys, the Big East guys, and to see how they'd match up to them. Um, I didn't know that they were going to get that far. I'm going to be honest. But, like watching every single game was just like it was, I was just so involved. And my dad and I were screaming on the couch. It was just a great time, and to see them go that far was really cool. Especially knowing that I'm going to be a part of that program in about two years. So it was just it was really cool to see your team make it that far. I guess you could say. Hell yeah. You'll be on that team doing the same thing in a couple of years for sure, bro. Mm -hmm. Last couple questions here. Do you have any aspirations, you know, to go bigger than college? I know obviously you're not in college yet. Are you have a dream of going to the PLL or, you know, is college your end all be all you think for lax? Honestly, as of right now, I don't, I don't know that for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of, I, I, I guess I'll see where it takes me. I first step is I got to play well in college. Oh yeah. Um, to be even considered for the PLO and all that stuff. 
But I, I honestly, that's a great question because I don't know at this point. I really don't. Solid answer. I, I agree with that. I mean, that's, that's solid. You know, junior in high school, I totally, totally valid. Uh, so last two questions here. What music do you listen to to get hype before music? It's more of a fun question. What mm. gets you going? What gets me going? Um, usually, like on my own, um, I'm a big country fan. Uh, I like classic rock. Something that gets me going. Pro- like on my own, listening on my way to the game, I'll probably throw on uh, – Probably some Metallica. I like to get that going. But then in the locker room, I've I've gotten pretty fond of uh, like house music, EDM. Uh, from my friend Brandon Stewart is uh, pretty good on the aux, and it just gets everyone going. Oh, one of the songs that we do like to listen to before we go up is Boogie Wonderland. Um, that's a, that's a good. It's an oldie but a goodie. Gets us going. We have little dance circles in the locker room before we go up to the field. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I think it's just whatever gets us, gets, gets the guys moving. I like to, the, this, even though the house music is just random noise sometimes, I think it just like gets me in the zone. Love that. I love that. Getting hyped before games. Love that. Yeah. Last, last question here. What is your message to little kids out there that want to be in your spot? You know, that want to be going committed to Princeton Lax, going to Don Bosco Lax you know, being, being the star on your team, what's your message to them? Uh, I think the first thing is you got to love the game. Um, there, I've spent countless, countless hours, uh, just practicing my craft really. And it wasn't necessarily, ah, I gotta go to practice now. It was kind of like, okay, I'm going out to get better. And I think that's the, the mentality that younger kids should have. Um, your Rome wasn't built in a day. Obviously you're going to be struggling here and there but you really got to put in the work but you also got to love what you're doing and have passion for it i mean sorry my no you're good dog is barking but uh um yeah i think it's the mentality of going out and getting better every day like you this isn't just like another practice where you're supposed to like mope around like if you're here you might as well put in the work and you might as well get better and you'll see progression over time and i think a big thing is watching lacrosse like it's so simple but i've learned a lot from other players even in my own grade like when you go to showcases and see these tough guys you're like oh shoot what's he doing better than i'm not and you just kind of take little bits and pieces from everyone's work and put it together but the biggest part is just to go out and get better get better improve your craft uh showcase your skills practice it's whatever just gotta have a stick in the hand exactly watching lacrosse helping Awesome tips, words of wisdom. Appreciate you, Mark. Uh, we definitely got to get you back on the show. I got to get you back here uh, soon for sure. Senior season. Definitely, dude. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. It means a lot. Uh, so I'll see you in the next next episode probably. So thank you for coming on, Mark. Appreciate you. Uh, keep in touch for sure, man. All right. Thank you for having me, man. Take of course. Care. Of course. You too. Peace, bro. That was Mark Marino from Don Bosco Lax. And he's on from, uh, he's going to Princeton Lax. Insane interview. That guy has a lot to say, a lot of things that I can pick up on as a lacrosse player as well. You know, I can improve my craft. I There's still time. You know what I mean? He's, I'm a sophomore. I'm a sophomore. He's a junior. I've got some time and just not giving up. Working on your craft, being better. Love that. Mark Marino, you're the man. Appreciate him for coming on. 
Uh, so there we go. Great interview. Jackson Share Sports Radio. More Snip 2 coming your way very soon. Peace out.